0: welcome to pop X cast where science fiction meets pop culture we're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse
1: are you ready to get your geek on crank up the DeLorean warm up the proton packs toss a coin to your witcher and deep dive into your favorite plate of
0: chimichangas this is popx cast
2: you're listening to popx cast where science fiction meets pop culture
3: here we go!
1: X cast. I was born in it,
4: molded by
1: it. X cast. <laughs> the strings on me. Autobots,
4: transform. Pop-X. More human than human is our motto.
1: Here's Johnny. Never had a pet pony. Vista, baby. cast. Captain's log, supplemental.
0: Megasonic teenage. What the I
1: am the one
4: who knocks.
2: Excelsior, Stan Lee, always kicking off every episode of Pop X cast because he is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, and the only Stan Lee. What is up, Team PopX? How the heck are you on this March the 21st, 2021? Hi, Hi how's, good, how's it going? Feel good, Joe? feel real good. Are you feeling great? I'm feeling so good. <laughs> I'm
4: ready.
3: Just excited to be here.
2: Are you Just ready for the long play. haul? Because i tell you what, it's going to be one heck of a podcast <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. Holy cow. A lot of...
0: A lot of stuff dropped this week, man. We, a... we had some TV shows, some movies, uh, a lot of pop culture things There's week. a
2: yes. There's a lot of moving parts this week. There's yeah. a lot of things going on, you know. And so, but anyway, I want to see, Austin, you hit 85. You hit 85 over the week. Yeah. Dude. What? Yeah, boy. I sure did. That so almost
3: so there. You, Oscar, Os-
0: did you do the Oscars last week? Was that last weekend? Or is that coming up? Uh, Oh, my God. They're all running together. So, yeah, I yeah. think I think the Oscar nominations were Monday, followed by Snyder Cut, followed by Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, my God. It was an insane week for you <laughs> So your YouTube. week has wow. been
2: cray-cray is what you're trying to tell me, right? Wow,
0: wow. Yeah, and it's like all different aspects of the movie world. You have the uh, Academy, like the, the the uppity movies that, <laughs> that you know, get in the nominations. And then you have the superheroes and blockbusters. I, I think we're getting close to where I can finally say movies are – they're almost back. Okay. our movie's back okay. we're close guys we're close because godzilla coming out and are, are you, and, and you some feeling theatrical it? films are you feeling are you feeling the vibe? I'm feeling pretty good i'm feeling okay. pretty good man okay okay
2: i got you i, I get what you're going on I, I knew there's oscar nominations or something this week i couldn't remember i just yeah. there's so much going on especially on your <laughs> channel i can't even freaking keep up with you primarily <laughs> anything else so Lindsay, how he was your week sit still how was your week it Lindsay? it was wonderful Badger? dude
4: yeah did you do anything fun it was fun?
3: fantastic I uh, did a little family trip this weekend, go visit some uh, relatives. Nice. Had a little weenie roast, s'mores. I like weenie roast. Hang it out does. with the four wheeler and the BB guns and oh, get all you you. Know, down and dirty in the country kind of thing. The, it was fun. the kids had a blast. Say. Yeah. Some it was great. It was good times.
2: Did you, did you roast some wiener?
3: I, I did. I yeah, roasted some wieners. Pretty dang good. And right then right we roasted now. some Milo's. Did you mm. have you some candy? roast the
4: I
2: like canned chili. Anyway, Uh, moving on. uh, I would ask Mike if he had a good weekend, but his microphone's muted and there's no image of him, so I don't really know what's going on here. So he's just
1: fluffy. Thanks for asking.
2: (laughs) Are you fluffy? Who is
3: that?
0: Are you fluffy?
3: We do love a good fluffy. Yeah.
2: So uh, I guess we're going to kick off the episode here this week. Um, By the way, I didn't even. Change the document, so please adjust accordingly. Because, yeah, (laughs) well, I know I'm, 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 I'm getting bad. I think is what it is. But you know, it's so cool that this is episode 118. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are not going to be just a couple things before we open up the intro of the show. We're not going to be doing any news this week because uh, this show is just going to be so jam packed. There's a lot of moving parts, like I said, and I want to make sure that we have time. And this is not going to be the Snyder cut of X Cast. Uh, We're (laughs) (laughs) you you see what i'm saying
3: nobody needs to wear an adult diaper to watch this show
2: uh well i already am i (laughs) i was getting ready to say i just replaced mine before i went live
3: i doubled up just in case you're doubling
2: down or doubling up it's gonna be that epic down
3: (laughs) in between sideways diagonal what is going on i don't know anyway
2: austin burke
0: (laughs) kick us off let's get this thing started all right so i am austin burke uh the appalachian geek at heart and in his liver Um, We'd like to welcome everyone joining us uh, live in the PopX.live chat room. Come hang out with us and join the conversation at PopXcast.com. If this is your first time tuning into PopX, uh, the first 20 minutes or so, normally we're going to run down the headlines since our last show and then dive into the show topic. But today we have two distinct show topics uh, with a retro rewind as well. That segment is fun and I can't wait to talk about today's film. So a jam-packed show today. Indeed,
2: indeed. And I'm your host, Joseph Burke, Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, I want to thank everybody for joining us over here in the PopX.live chat room on our YouTube live. I want to say a big shout out to all of our favorite fans that are joining us right now. It's uh, John Poffenbarger. We got Nuclear Venom hanging out with us. We have, oh my gosh, Usama. Uh, we have Darth Baca. Of course, Darth wow. Baca has been with us for probably, I don't know, what, seven years now? I don't know. We weren't yeah. even conceived and he was still with us. Uh, as popex cast, but that's amazing. want to remind everybody to join us over on the creative Multiverse. We're just a part of this really cool group of creatives that create a lot of art. We do a lot of fun things. And if you want to see some of the stuff that we do and you want to be a part of some of the things that we do the the word prompt challenges and et cetera, just get on Facebook groups and search the Creative Multiverse and that will get you connected with us.
3: yes. And I had a little birdie tell me before the show that we are being shared out on HAPS.TV. Oh, we're on HAPS, L. huh?
2: What's up, HAPS?
3: So, what's up, friends over there what's on HAPS? On? Thanks for sharing out the uh, show, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy it tonight. Well, thank you. Um, nice. So, last week, we threw down on episode, was it tonight? 117, right?
2: I think it Wanda was. WandaVision. Where am I at right
0: now? Who am I?
3: Who am I? I don't even know where I'm at. 117, we finished up the series (laughs) of WandaVision. We threw down and discussed... The last two episodes of The Goodness that wrapped up that storyline. Mm-hmm. And then we also did a little bit of retro rewind talking about one of my childhood favorite movies, The Never Ending Story. Yes. So make sure you go back and rewatch that episode in all of our other wonderful episodes that, you know, all of them are our favorites. They're all our babies. Yes. Go are. back, watch them kids. at popxcast.com. And all of the goodness for geeks of all topics are right there for you. Indeed. All right. So, yes. as I mm-hmm. always say, not mm-hmm. right now. Okay. But after tonight's show. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I need you to go over to Google Play or iTunes. Go over there. And click that subscribe yeah. button no, you want and to. catch up on all the you amazing shows of the PopEx archive. While you're there, we'd appreciate it if you'd show us some love, leaving us a five-star rating and and maybe a couple of nice words in the review box. That would be super cool, too. That'd be great. Thank you we'd so much. It. We love We love all the love.
2: Now, like I said, uh, TMI, TMI, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what he's, ref- I think I know what he's referring to, but Here's I don't the wanna, diaper. Yeah, it's Maybe. a diaper, yeah. No. Uh, speaking of which,
4: <laughs> oh,
2: sorry, I pulled that from Steve Martin. Okay. Did you ever no, see that from dirty rotten scoundrel? That's when he,
4: exactly <laughs> when you said it. I'm
0: like, I know what he's doing. That's <laughs> oh so good. God, oh,
2: it's so great. great. It's that's so good. All right, guys, <laughs> we are going to roll right on into retro R- rewind this week. So don't go anywhere. There's no news. Like I said, it's going to be back to back to back all show long. Be right back. Retro
4: rewind. Rewind. Retro Rewind.
2: All right, and that is the Retro Rewind. This week we are talking about none other than Matthew Broderick's, uh, one of his introductory Hollywood, into Hollywood, uh, his War Games, 1982. Man, this, this movie is, you want to talk about nostalgia. This movie is a thousand percent that and then some. Uh, probably one of my favorite 80s movies, early 80s movies. Uh, I'm going to want to share a few things and we'll pass around the mic here and let everybody have a moment to chime in. But I I love the fact that it focuses on technology, especially technology of 1982. Now, you think about how far in advance that we've come where, you know, Joshua, the computer that Dr. Falcon built, is now literally the, the thing that's in our hand is more powerful than what Joshua could ever ever be it's crazy yeah. to think about you know these these rooms where computers and reel-to-reel tape and data storage was actually a thing and that's how they did backups and storage it was just it's phenomenal to think about and this, the advancements just in 40 years what happens and so looking back on that that's, that's one of the things for me the nostalgia aspect of war games is seeing how they would dial into a network uh and and use that as a way to talk to another computer Whereas we just literally connect up to a live stream server on YouTube, and now you're watching us in real time, which is crazy when you think about it. But um, overall, I want to I pass the mic because I can literally spend a lot of time on this, but I want to go directly <laughs> to Austin Burke, my cousin. Mm. And I know – now, you know, you're more of the, the more modern, the newer film. You're more into the more modern cinematic. How was it for you going back and watching this, uh, this uh, classic
0: little slice of history. Um, <laughs> so this is the first one out of the three that we've talked about that I haven't seen before. Okay. I've never seen it. Okay. So I was nervous, right? I've been nervous going into all three of these and, and all three of them I, I've enjoyed, right? But to a degree of, you know, didn't really grow up with them, didn't have a lot of nostalgia. I'll tell you right now, it's the best one of the three. Are you serious? It's my favorite one of the three. Oh. I, I, I was charmed. From top to bottom wow. uh, with this film, it, it is very, it has this nostalgic feel to it, even though I've never seen it. But to see Matthew Broderick almost the exact, now it's funny because, you know, the computer hacking and whatnot, yeah. Chris Bueller does <laughs> that in the movie, right? but yeah. in terms of his confidence, yeah. he is the opposite. A Ferris Bueller right yeah he's you know subtle he's he's a little nervous every now and then doesn't really know how to talk to the girl that relationship buds a little bit and then of course mm-hmm. later on we get that sweet story um, but it is just kind of working his way into this crazy hectic situation sneaking around the yeah. government facility and all of these crazy things that you never expect from this kid and the fact that he's getting bad grades and he's this smart is awesome. But um, I mean, it just shows you, like, he he's a little lazy, a little lazy. But you know, mm-hmm. he can do it, right? Right. And then to see what he actually does in the third act, the war games, and actually kind of you know outsmarting the computer in the way that he goes about it, man, I had a great time with this movie. I, I did. Awesome. It was it was fun. I was in it. I, I I thought it was well made. There were only minor issues that I had with the. the the story every now and then. And sometimes they'd use some sound effects things. I'm like, okay, but, but, but I can't believe how much I love this movie. And then my wife, Madison, she actually watched the whole thing with me. Wow. And she has nostalgia for this movie. So this is one that her dad used to put on for them. And it's one of their favorites. So, man, whole can of worms opened up with this film. It was awesome. (laughs) Well, let me ask a great time. Before
2: I pass the baton to Lindsay, how is it for you seeing now these are films that I grew up with from my childhood, and there's about a 15 yeah. year difference in terms of the the cinematic age gap between what yeah. what I started watching and what you started watching. Yeah, and so how is it seeing films that you know are classics, you've heard mm. are classics, and are solidified in pop culture? But how is it now that you're starting that Joe is essentially kind of opening yeah. up this can of worms for you? How is this journey for you? I mean, I mean, so far I'm 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 feeling a three out of three hit with you.
0: It, it is because I, I, you know, I have my 80s nostalgic classics that I go back to, grew up with, even though they didn't come out during my time. Right, right. But all the ones that we've watched over the last couple of weeks have been just doors that I've never opened. And it's either out of hesitation or, you know, not going back to the never ending story after not watching it for forever, because I have that fear of like, oh, man, is it going to hold up? Is it special effects? Isn't that? For the most part, it hasn't mattered because the magic has been there, and it's almost this time capsule going back and experiencing what it was like. And and I think war war games is the best experience for me from that, um, because this takes that time period, mm-hmm. encapsulates it perfectly, gives you a great adventure, a well written adventure, and you have Matthew, uh, Matthew Broderick at the forefront, who is just so charming and compelling, even as hesitant and subtle as That's he is. So, so cool, uh, man. I mean,
2: this was that soft, is so dude. cool. I I You'd shout out right now to iTalk Marvel two two seven over in the chat room, and we got yeah, uh, Magpie nice. hanging out with us. What's up, Magpie? And we also have Leggy. What's up, Leggy? On the radio, it's so good to see you, Miss Helen Wallace, all the way from over in Europe.
3: What's up, girl? Wow,
2: how you doing, wow. Lindsay Badger? War games, ready go? Oh
3: my gosh, War games again! I do have that nostalgic tie in. It was a, it's definitely a, a treasured movie from my childhood as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Not nearly as obsessed. I don't think I watched it nearly as many times as Never Any Story, but nonetheless, it still <laughs> has a fond place in my heart. Um, the most joy that I experienced from watching this movie this week is that I got to share it with my family. Oh. Um, my two young children had never seen this movie before, and my husband hadn't seen it either. So it was kind oh, of wow. a joy to watch their reactions and their their an initial um experience with not only the old tech and trying to explain to them yeah what a payphone is first of all (laughs) yeah that's that's
2: a that's a conversation and and
3: what uh, i mean like all the computer equipment that he had stacked in that corner of his room you can literally shove into a phone now and so the kids don't get that anymore yeah yeah um, and, it, you know, you said earlier, Joe, about Joshua fit in a phone. Yeah. I mean, all of our technology today is so micro compared to what they experienced in the show. Yep. So it looks a lot more um, impressive yeah. in that movie. <laughs> on the scale yeah, of everything. On the scale yeah. of everything. And there is, even if you take all of the dated technology out of it, even though it's a technology movie, the storyline is so intriguing it brings you in. They have really great character development that makes you feel a connection to both the main characters as they go through this journey of, of wacky mm-hmm. government shenanigans. And um the amount of research that he put into trying to tap into this password yeah. at the beginning <laughs> of the movie is highly impressive yeah. for a teenager. Yeah,
4: yeah. he <laughs> did his work on it. Um,
3: I was just like amazed because I mean I guess that just kind of shows you how how smart he is and how driven he is to Mm. to to reach a goal that he is set to not necessarily smarts in school like book smart like you know the you know he's a little bit of a rebel but you know it still shows that he's not just some brat kid he actually does have an intelligence there and he's driven to um, reach his goal whatever that is and um, I I really admire that part of the character and that carries throughout the entire show with him you know jimmying the lock the little keypad and and breaking out of his little gel cell or whatever that room was and even remembering the tic-tac-toe conversation with the doctor and at the end tapping that into to save the day yeah at the end of the movie i, I mean he's always pulling in those really intelligent nuggets to show that he's not just some average punk. He's actually an intelligent guy.
4: That's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. It's
3: amazing. I really enjoyed. Um, well, I, I always enjoy the well, show. It's always a fun thing.
2: I love hearing that. You know what I love about that too, Lindsay? I was just hearing you talk and I love that you shared yeah. that with your family. You guys oh, made it so a family good. venture. Yeah. So that's, that's the point of this is the, the films that we choose are, are going to be fun. They're going to be fun like yeah. that. And I want to, I want to now pull over to Mike. Uh, they are one of our tech gurus from Atlanta. Now I know he is, he is my retro eighties counterpart as well as <laughs> Lindsay is. Um, and so Mike, what was your thoughts on uh, war games? I know you've probably seen this a million times at
1: this point. Oh yeah. One of those that uh <laughs> You know it's right, it fits right up there with Ghostbusters Back to the Future as an 80s classic. Uh, mm, you know, yeah. I could be on TV, even if it'd be on just one of those networks like TNT, TBS, it'd be one of those movies I just throw on just to have on. And, oh, yeah, you know, and I can relate to the technology back then. I remember computers I had with floppy drives and those big floppy disks. Oh, I've those had that, those. Yeah, that thing was big, was big like... dude. Yeah, Did he had the big, 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 floppy, <laughs> you know. I never had them, you know, lever had them down.
3: Big. but
1: uh, you no, know, and just that kind of movie it's it's one of the early stage movies that kind of you know show that can be you know the world destruction movie like what we have now like 2012 armageddon deep impact all the Mm -hmm. world and how we can how the computers will take over and destroy the world you know so that i think started the you know the early stages you know of the you know the armageddon style movies on how you know the the computers will take over and destroy the world you know Mm -hmm. It just a great cast in it as well you know uh, matthew roderick Gally sheedy dabney coleman just you know just a great mm-hmm. cast in that movie but it's 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 one of those classics that's you know right up there with the you know like they said the Ghostbusters, back to the future i can watch you know hundreds of times i and, couldn't
2: agree yeah, more i couldn't agree more and uh, you know just just in hearing your review i mean it it, it definitely is one of those classic nostalgic things and and Something I heard in your review, Mike, is that it, you're you're pulling back to the old technology, the yeah. things that I mean are totally obsolete and non-existent in today's modern technology technological world, and uh, it's, it's just really interesting. And I love the fact that Ali Sheedy. If you don't know who that is, so else? If you've not never seen The Breakfast Club, hello. Uh, I mean, she yeah. is she's definitely a huge '80s uh, star for sure. Uh, but um, we're going to review War Games. And we're gonna go in the order that I called. So uh, let's go in reverse order. Let's go in reverse. I'll switch it up. Mike, what would you if, if one to ten, what
1: would you rate war games? Oh uh, this movie's a nine for me. Nice. Definitely I definitely enjoy it. It's got a big rewatchability factor. It does. Badges? Um eight
3: point two.
0: Eight point two. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Burke. I'm curious to see what the rewatchability is like. I am going to watch it again. I, I'm going to go a flat 8 with my score, but it I means it's, against it's the highest one I've given so far and I, again I, I I could see this fitting in with the Ghostbusters like that kind of 80s mm-hmm. classics mm-hmm. for me. I can't wait to go back.
2: I bet your yeah. I bet your dad's seen War games so many times.
0: I think he has. Yeah, because I, pretty... I was talking about it in front of him and and he was like war games. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure he likes <laughs> really?
2: it. Really? I'm going to go with an 8.5 on my yeah. score because it does have a lot of the rewatchability. Actually, actually, it's one of those movies I'll catch myself at least once a year putting oh, on I mean, in, in the background, uh, you know, just just because to have it on. So cool. it's definitely awesome. So we have an 8.5. We got an 8. What was Lindsay's again? 8.2. 8. 8. 8. And then we got, an what was Mike's? Eight. 9. Nine. Nine. <laughs> nice. Man. So there we go. That is across the board on War Games. So we are now going to transition over to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Holy cow. Now, before we get going on this, I'm going to roll the spoiler alert warning, okay? If you've not watched episode one, all right, I'm going to roll yeah. this for both. If you've not seen Snyder Cut, Justice League, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, please hit the pause button, come back, and enjoy uh, PopEx when you have seen both and you're not spoiled on the content because we are going to be deep diving into some heavy yes. spoiler content. So yes. we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Spoiler alert danger you are about
0: to enter a pahahop X spoiler alert beyond this point there is no return you have been warned
2: all right you have been warned Falcon and the winter Soldier dropped on Disney plus at 3 A.M East Coast time here on Friday morning and I know that Austin Burke was literally we setting was totally up a- there. <laughs> He had his whole thing set up there and he's all ready to go. Uh, You did a great review on this, by the way, too, Austin. I really appreciate appreciate it. it. But uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, we were talking, discussing this. I want to get this right out. I want to talk about the elephant in the room immediately concerning Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I kind of felt it was overshadowed a little bit by the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah, um, I, I do feel that there was a little bit of a pull of the audience in one direction as opposed to both directions. Uh, I know do I do know that uh, a lot of us hardcore fans of of both genres, DC and Marvel, we we watched them both. We we mm-hmm. were loyal to the, to the trade. Um, but um, given that fact, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh my gosh! Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to give a little setup, and I want Austin to, Austin and Lindsay to to chime in here in a minute, but. We, this is one of those movies, if you're watching on Disney+, Plus it's this is post-Endgame. This is one of those MCU editions that is definitely in the genre of past Thanos, where we're past all of that. It's, it's somewhere in the midst of WandaVision going on. We don't know exactly where the timeline is on that. But one thing I do know is that it's really interesting to see how the episode is divided up. We are set up and we get to see Sam's background and what's happened to him and the repercussions of being part of the blip. I forgot about that. I forgot that Sam Wilson was blipped out. Yeah, I, I was like, holy cow. cow. You know, there were so many heroes and superheroes and just characters in, in general in the MCU that were snapped out. You just don't really think about it.
3: I think only the core six stayed, right? And the rest of the, like the, the it, extra, well, the B Avengers. <laughs> well,
2: Bucky, Bucky Barnes was in it. Um, oh, okay. War, War Machine was still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Widow was still going. You know, it there was, it was a mix. It was a hodgepodge, yeah. essentially. Okay. But I love the fact it, it it was not my it's not my favorite MCU episode. It was a little slow. There's moments that it was a little slow for me. But I do love the fact that it spent the time it dove into Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson's backstory post Endgame. Where are they at? How are they adjusting? How are they trying to find themselves post Steve Rogers, post Thanos, yeah. post Blip? And I really love the direction that Marvel went on this. Now I can see the trajectory of where they're going to go for the next five episodes and setting up. Uh, what is it? The flag. What? What do they call themselves? The flag. Flag smashers. Flag, flag- smashers. Yeah. Which yeah. is a weird name for first and foremost.
4: <laughs> We're the flag smashers. <laughs> um,
2: but uh, Austin, I want to turn it over to you and, and and Lindsay as well, and and Mike. I want Mike to chime in. Uh, we'll we'll start with Austin first. What was your overall? Um, take on episode one, Falcon, Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, it's definitely slow. It's definitely a little slower than I was anticipating. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I think we open up with a great action scene, um, very reminiscent of the Winter Soldier when we get Capsule uh, capsule adventure, and funny enough, against Batroc the Leaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's almost it like the same... Again. Yeah, it was like the same kind of and then you have Henry Jackman's score, which is the same guy who composed Winter Soldier, so I'm getting Winter Soldier vibes. And it you guys know it's like my favorite a favorite Marvel movie, so I'm I'm hyped up. And then we take a second, we step back and we kind of go into Sam Wilson and his sister, Bucky Barnes uh kind of Bucky Barnes uh, marking those things off of the list, trying to right the wrongs of his past, Mm -hmm. which is nice to see them dive into. We also got a great flashback scene with him in the mask and the Winter Soldier theme song playing again. And I got, Shields running up and down my arms. Uh, but I, I like seeing the exploration of those two. Now, we never got the interaction. I think we're setting up for the next episode. But we got a lot of introductions that I think are going to uh, play into the villainous aspects of this show, whether it be the Flag Smashers. Who is the person with superpowers there? Well, we've kind of seen who it is from the teasers, and we understand yeah. what she's going to be. But um, it's very interesting to, to see where they get their powers, what they're mission is and if i don't think they are but if they are the villains or if zemo is behind the scenes kind of pulling some strings and i also think zemo has maybe something to do um with the other captain america we get but we also see kind of going forward we see zemo falcon and winter soldier walking together in one of the teasers so i'm like is zemo on their side at a point so yeah a lot of cool plot points set up in this episode, and I like the exploration of the characters. So overall, a solid introduction in what should be a, a really cool
2: show. And did you notice this, too? And I want to pass the baton to Lindsay Badger. In the opening sequence, the battle sequence uh, where they were trying to rescue this soldier, did you notice that soldier was the secret agent?
0: Wait, wait, wait. Which one? The no. soldier.
2: Yes. That was, that uh, was uh, Kurt Russell's son. In the fuselage of the plane that they were rescuing, trying to rescue.
3: Oh, wow. The person they were rescuing ended up being the. It was him. Whatever his name is. It was him. I didn't even notice that.
2: Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. Why aren't they focusing on his face? And there's one frame, one frame where he's knocked backwards and you can see his face because he's got a very distinct Um, nose. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, nobody. And I've noticed this and I've kept this secret since Friday. I was like, why is nobody talking about the guy that they saved in the
0: fuselage of the plane? They
3: probably the, the, didn't even the think there was anything relevant about it.
0: Right. And so, so that opens up doors of he's maybe been experimented on. He may be, you know, hired by them to infiltrate. Ooh, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. <laughs> Just gonna say something. Right. there. You
4: know, ooh, can ooh, of Joseph. worms.
3: Can of worms yeah, to roll around man. in your brains there?
2: No, I could be, I could be, I could be pretty wrong on that. I mean uh, Honestly though, I went back and rewatched it and I'm like, No, that's him. That's him without the mask. Wow. That is definitely him in the fuselage. But if you notice, it never really says his name. It never and I feel there's gonna be a part in one of the episodes coming up where that's gonna be revisited and it's gonna be like, I was that guy in the plane that you rescued. That's cool. It's gonna be crazy. So Man. Yeah. Yes, I have to agree with I Talk Marvel, the new Captain America Halloween. It does look like a Halloween costume. It does. Lindsay Badger, (laughs) what are your thoughts on. um, Oh,
3: my gosh. Okay. Well, first of all, can I say thank God it's an hour long. First of all, (laughs) this is going to be a very short series. You're going to hear when season, when not season, when episode six rolls around, you're going to hear, just like at the end of WandaVision, when's season two coming out, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? Because they don't pay attention. Y'all, there is nothing beyond. The end of this season. Yeah. It's it. That's yeah. it. It's donezo. It's so done-zo. I'm very, yeah. very glad that we are getting hour-long episodes for this series as opposed to the WandaVision <laughs> show. Because I was like left wanting and missed I, I felt so empty inside whenever the 20 minutes were up with Wanda. So I'm glad that we got a little more meat on our bones to to chew on for an hour of content here. Mm-hmm. Um boy, did they come out of the gate with all guns ablazing, yeah, quite literally. Sweet. I was like, uh, we didn't even get, you know, a kiss before we jumped right into the <laughs> action here. Um, I really loved that action sequence where he's flying in and out of all of the helicopters. It's super exciting and in yeah. uh, a thrill for like the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode. It's or, I don't even know how long the battle was. I, I lost count of track of time, but... Um, amazing exciting really brings you into what's where they're at and and gets your mindset back into the avengers mode yeah um which which is something that i've been missing i don't know about you guys but Mm -hmm. i've been missing it uh so that was exciting and then um so i feel like the the falcon storyline was very high adrenaline
2: it was And on the
3: opposite end of the spectrum was the Winter Soldier where he's kind of just trying to come to grips with life a little Mm. bit. I really, honestly, I know there was a lot of other really good parts of this episode, but I resonated probably more with their therapy session where he's actually breaking down and talking about where his head is at and how he's trying to sort through his, what was it, 90 years of fighting and it's just been battle after battle after battle, and now he has does not have a clue what to do with himself because he's not fighting anybody.
2: No, he's not fighting anybody too. And, and you know, this is post end game and, and yeah, it, his mind is intact. He's back to Bucky yeah. Barnes and
3: he's kind of like, now what? But
2: that one and... part of the story where he spins about that we get the winter soldier flashback where he kills mm-hmm. the uh, the boy. Yes. And then we see that he's spending oh. time with this old gentleman. Oh,
0: my goodness. Whoa. That dude stabbed me in the
3: heart at the end of the episode oh. where it wrapped around and you make that connection God. when you just peek over the old like man's yeah. you see died. the shrine oh. and it's the picture of the kid that he killed. And he, did, he was not an attacker or anything. He was just a perfectly innocent person that was literally in oh. the wrong place at yeah. the wrong time that oh,
0: that right there marvel you just kicked me on the field. bro
3: to,
0: that I, was hard i think that's a that's a great point it's because like we're so focused on the action yeah. and them coming together and all this and i was trying to put the pieces i like was that somebody that he knew when he was younger like winter soldier went back before he was uh yeah. but then you make that connection you're like marvel just really gave us another layer to the winter soldier that we didn't know existed didn't know and that's doesn't. We've already, we're already like, we went from here to here with that character in one episode. So yes. I can't wait to yeah. see where we well, continue to go.
3: And and the other thing that's a little low key that, that I kind of, and I think we're all a little bit struggling with this, but we kind of knew it was going to happen was Falcon letting go of that shield mm. was gut wrenching. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I know that he doesn't, he has such a strong connection with Steve that it's hard to not disconnect the shield and Steve, and to take on that mantle. And I'm sure we'll scroll back around. You know, this is the setup. It's the pilot. We're going to, this is where it's supposed to be at. But, um, to see that shield being held by that little goober at the end of the episode just made me want to punch somebody. You know, so, um,
2: I think you made a really good point, Lindsay, just in, um, Both of these characters are vastly connected with Steve Rogers. Yes, especially Bucky. Bucky's got more history, but also to the connection between Sam and Steve, even from way back in Winter Soldier. You know, on your left, you know, yeah. Mm. The training and the training and stuff, and it's just really, it's really fascinating to see these two characters in. I don't want, maybe in their prime. Yeah, I can say that. They're in their prime. They're yeah, in the height yeah. of the MCU um, legacy. And it's really, and we've not, have we been introduced? Peggy wasn't, Peggy Carter's daughter wasn't in this episode, was she? Or, no. Not this one. Not no, this no. one, no. And so we didn't get to see Zemo either. But um, I do love the setup. I, I One of the interesting things about Sam's uh, backstory that really compelled me was he went to try to get a loan for the bank and to try to buy his family's shrimping yeah. boat and yeah. he's not had any credit for five yeah. years. He's
3: like, you don't have any income. You don't have any financials. You, you even don't before even the blip, you that. didn't have financials. He was like, did Stark yeah. pay you? And he was like, no, it was all about goodwill to man and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, man, if you really think about that, try to buy something. You've with not a, been existent for five
2: years. You've been considered dead by your local government. God. And now you're trying to go get credit and you can't because you don't exist.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, That's you don't re-
2: think about that. No. I mean, all
0: the repercussions from the blip, and then you go into a bank and try to ask for, and you get that, you get rejected because you got blipped out of existence. First of all, talk about punchable faces. I wanted to punch that guy around in the face. Ugh. But then we go back to him trying to take a, a selfie faces. with Falcon, and you're like, this is the life he's living. He's like, being no, accepted bro. by yeah. fans, but he's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's not yeah. getting paid for it. so no, he's I not. love that. Yeah. This
2: is awesome. Mike Kipolito. what did you think about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man? Now, was there anything that stood out for you on, on this particular?
1: Uh, it was nice to see, you know, Marvel cinema, you know, on TV with the opening action sequence. I mean, mm. what, what, that's mm. normally you only see stuff like that in the theater.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: So it was good to see them come out strong right at the beginning, you know, and I'm a big George St. Pierre fan. So I was glad to see him back. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and just the action was good. And then, I don't know, for me, it just, like, fell off a cliff, like, real fast, like, to where it kind of went down, like, to, like, it brought you kind of back down to Earth, and it just kind of, mm-hmm. the episode really slowed down. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it, it it was hard to see, you know, Bucky trying to get reacclimated to life. And even what, you know, Sam, okay, this is, this is now everybody's going back to life now. And, hey, thank you for saving the world, but, you know, bye, see ya. And that's kind of, the you know, like impression I got out yeah. of it. It was yeah. like, like even with the, with the bank and the loan and, you know, his sister, it's good to see like that backstory and now to see what's happened, you know, after they saved the world, it's like, uh, thanks, but, uh, you know, let's move on to something <laughs> else. And, you know, we, we don't worry about anybody, I mean, like he said, uh, the banker says, "Oh, you're getting like some kickbacks or something from Stark, you know? And then he goes, oh, sorry about that. Sorry for your loss. And it was just like, yeah. that just aggravated me and,
3: yeah,
1: you know, and- me too. I'm sh- it it's kind of hard to see how this series is going to go after just one episode. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be good. And I, I kind of figured out the time frame. You know, it's, it's right after about five months after WandaVision. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. WandaVision was like about a month right after Endgame. And then they, they were kind of saying it's about five to six months, okay. you know, after WandaVision. So that kind of the timeline, nice. you know, matches up. You know, it was great to see Don Cheadle as Rhodey. That yes. Was the- yes, Rhodey was yes. a cameo. I hope to see more cameos. I mean, I'm sure we're not going to see, you know, I, I doubt, and I'm not even going to, you know, put my hopes up to see, you know, Chris Evans as Captain America. I wouldn't, I couldn't see it being that big, but. You know, it's, it's good to kind of, you know, they were asking, you know, where's Steve Rogers now? And hopefully we kind of get an idea, even so we may not see him, to get an idea where he is at.
4: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, he did uh, Sam Pastor remark that he's got moon stuff to do back in DC. So he moon may Moon stuff. Would, oh, that hear. was so
3: funny. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Hopefully we get an idea. But, uh, and then to close it out to see Captain Chinny at the end, I could have done without that. <laughs> I hope they, hopefully they put an end to that Captain in a hurry. Ginny.
2: I'm telling you. Yeah. And you know, That's they tweeted true. though this week that, He's going to be in the MCU for, for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, this particular, the, the U.S. agent. Um, the US we agent. know he's a US, U.S. agent. agent? But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, they're calling him the new Captain America, but technically he, he, his his
0: handle in the comics is the U.S. agent. I can tell you right now, that boy is about to turn bad, go rogue, or something. Uh, and, and it's so funny, I'm seeing people, he already has the most punchable face in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he's one of the most hated villains. And he was on, like, Instagram or something going, guys. Just in it for thirty seconds, all right. the The mask didn't fit me very well. I apologize. I, the thing is, like, he's a really good looking dude in real life, and then you see him in that mask, you're like, oh, punch him in the face. And so they did a good job of that because that's yeah. that's what they wanted. And they didn't really, they America. didn't
2: really fill fill the mask out very well. I, I don't but, think. She's so, oh, all
3: grin. My goodness. I don't think like certain. G-
4: yep. <laughs>
2: yep. No, I don't the think gun. certain geographical parts of his face aligned up proportionally with the mask. And I think that would probably look like purpose. me
0: in that Captain America mask. Remember that picture? Oh, oh no. that's what it looked like. I <laughs> I don't like high me. school. You,
3: you did better
2: on that, Austin. Thanks for you did that better. It all it. Yeah, you wore it better, think,
3: it better, I think. But you totally um, wore it better. <laughs> talking
2: <laughs> talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, from from episode one. I know we're only one in, but where do you feel the vibe of this going? Do you where do you feel the mantle of the shield gravitating to? I'm asking. I'm asking all all three of you. I, I think room.
0: it's. I think it's going to be a, a bit of a split. You know, I, I think eventually Falcon is going to honor the request of Steve Rogers, but I I think it's just as much Winter Soldier's as it is his. And I'm not just saying that because Winter Soldier actually has superhuman abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because they are both taking the mantle of the legacy of Captain America. Bucky. Writing the wrongs of his past, moving into this complete hero vibe, and then Sam Wilson always being this trained soldier, uh, now you know, moving into, I'm no longer a sidekick. I'm not on an adventure with Black Widow and Captain America. I am Captain America. <laughs> so yeah. by the end, you're going to see that suit change along with mentality change, and we're going to see these two kick some bootay. I, in the final I, I kind
2: of feel that I'm echoing you, Austin.
0: I kind of yeah. feel that
2: the mantle of the shield is going to be led and spearheaded by both. Yeah,
4: I I, I, I don't.
2: I don't really see one or the other, and then U.S. agent's going to be his own different crazy storyline. But yeah. Austin, uh, I mean Lindsay and Mike, what do you? How do you I, guys feel on this?
3: I feel, I I can agree with you. I feel like at, at well, here pretty quick hopefully like next episode, their paths will cross each other. We hope so. And because, I mean, we got to get this ball rolling. We only have six to work with. So um, (laughs) at that point, I think they're going to kind of have this come to Jesus meeting about, dude, why'd you donate the shield? He was given to you because he felt that you were worthy. And, you know, this whole thing. And I feel like Bucky was Steve's best friend Mm -hmm. and was always his You know, right arm guy to lean on and and have encouragement. Yeah, but way before when they were kids. So I feel like Bucky's going to play that role with Sam. Sam doesn't have the confidence yet to feel like he's worthy of Mm. playing that role. And that's kind of what Bucky did with Steve was to kind of lift and him up and encourage him. him to embrace what was given to him. So that's I great. feel like you're going to kind of have that camaraderie kind of develop with them, even though they're probably going to be at odds at first. I feel like that's a little bit extra on the play up
4: mm-hmm. for the
3: teasers. But I feel like that by the end of the uh, show, we're going to have that same kind of vibe going on between Lindsay the two of them. Like him deep and Steve.
2: diving. Look at this. Yeah, that's
3: what I feel like. It's going to I love it.
2: it. Spot on, back. It. What are your thoughts, man? What do you think is?
1: I think the two of them will kind of, you know, battle it out a little bit, you know, to you know, because Sam needs to kind of, you know, you eventually realize that he's going to be taken taken over, yeah. you know, from Steve Rogers, and it's, it's just a matter of he may need to be knocking around a little bit to make him come to his senses. So I think yeah. he mm-hmm. may see a little come to blows with each other. I think you know, I think there's going to
2: be a clashing of egos. Kind of is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah.
1: You know? Until yeah. He finally realizes, you know, that he he needs to be the one to do it. But they'll, they'll both be, you know, out there to, you know, keep up the, you know, I, if you want to call it the memory of Steve Rogers or. Mm-hmm. You know, Legacy or whatever. You want, Legacy yeah. rather. You know, but. Um, yeah. I'm, this I'm, doesn't lead into any kind of into a into a movie like WandaVision. Well,
2: is it? I Well, this is supposed to lead right into um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is, is 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 supposed to be leading up to the next phase four of the Avengers, if I'm not mistaken, is where like the overall initiative that they're going.
0: Yeah, I think so essentially the, where they're going to fit in the universe after yeah. this is go, they're going to set that up, right? Yeah. And I I also think if we get like a Thunderbolt Ross or something like that, we could almost lead into that hemisphere of the MCU too, because again, yeah. I think we're going to get Red Hulk eventually. I think we're going to get uh, some of those characters coming into play. So we could open up a lot of doors. Freaking the Red
2: Hulk, man, bring it all day. Dude, you know I'm telling I'm you, man,
0: it's happening. It's happening.
2: But uh, I think it's really good. I think the first episode, I mean, my only gripe with the first episode, and I understand why they did what they did, but there was a couple of slow parts. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, digest those slow parts because they were very much needed. We needed yeah. to pause from the action scene of the opening and we needed to really see what's going on in the lives of of Sam and Bucky, and honestly, it's not good. They're both they're both kind of scrambled right now. Sam is yep. picking up the pieces of his family. His family's literally on their last whim financially, and and Bucky is a hot mess psychologically, still trying to figure out his path. And I I feel that it's going to be by the time we get to episode six, and there's more action and there's more progression. We're yes. gonna be really all in agreement. Much like WandaVision. I'm pretty happy with the ending yeah. of WandaVision. We're all gonna be feeling very confident about that. But um anybody did anybody else here wanna chime in? Is there something I missed on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I think i have
4: covered most think, yeah, of it. I
2: wanna I wanna encourage you guys after Popex cast tonight, go and watch the first opening fight sequence and look at the soldier that oh, yeah. they were hired to protect. And if you can find it, definitely
3: doing that. I did it and I paused
2: it at the exact moment. It took forever because Disney Plus, you're streaming and it's got a buffer and rewind and all this stuff. But it is definitely the US agent. Now, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. And why were they hired to protect this one man? Yeah, that's good. Because this one man is different. So, there we go. Uh, if we're rating... Are we going to rate this? I don't think we need to rate episode oh, can one. Can we wait we? till the
3: end to rate it? Because yeah. it's just... It's too yeah. new. It's way too know, new. Yeah. To really make a judgment I agree with that. I didn't
2: want to really rate number one anyway. I mean, I would have. I would have gave it like an 8.2 probably. as, as what I kept hearing in the yeah, back of my head. End. Like an 8 or 8.2. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it's definitely good. I mean, anything that we're getting right now in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially from Disney+. Plus. It is a freaking awesome ride, and so I yes. can't wait. And this is just yeah. literally setting up Loki. We're getting Loki on June the eleventh, yeah. and then uh, She Hulk. Uh, I think sometime later. I'm not sure. And then Miss Marvel. Is it Miss Marvel? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. dude, it's gonna be great. Miss Marvel's filming right now, as a, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Part. Oh, I went. What uh, speaking of Bucky, I went back and rewatched Civil War today, That's and I rewatched one, it oh. because of Baron Zemo. That's a great one. Yeah, I wanted to get some Baron Zemo yeah. vibe, and. Something I didn't realize: his family, his father, his wife, his children were all killed in the Sokovia incident.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: did not I, I forgot yeah. about that tidbit? So he has a huge agenda and a motive to do what he's doing. And um, the one scene I forgot: he was getting ready to take his own life, and mm. T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. And he, so I read. I tell you all of that. Go back and watch Civil War, and it kind of sets up some good Falcon and Winter Soldier vibes. It'll give you you some good stuff there. All right. So we're going to transition over to
3: Zack Snyder's
2: Justice League. Holy cow. Holy four hours of my life that I will (sighs) probably watch again and have another four hours of my life. I already have. You know what? I've said too much. Austin, why don't you open the discussion on this one, man? What did you think? Yeah. So I,
0: you know, went in little nervous for this movie because the other one sucked i'll just be straight up with you here's what i did i saw your letterbox
2: review on the first one by the way <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah it's and my score has lowered over the years i started out like eh, it wasn't great but you know it's justice league and now after seeing especially after seeing this movie i've just i i hate it I, it's a it's a botched now hindsight 2020 right now mm. that i can see the the botched job that they did on the film and all of the things that were lacking I think the movie's terrible. It's it's a terrible, terrible film. Um, But again, there are still pieces and moments that I like in it. Those moments, at least the majority of them, transferred over so well into this four-hour epic. Now, I don't think this movie's perfect, and you know, Mm -hmm. I said why you got. Of course, the movie's not perfect. There are some moments that, especially going back and watching it the second time around, it does hold up on rewatch. By the way, Mm -hmm. but some things like the Wonder Woman every time she's on screen oh my god every time she's on screen it's the same thing over and over i'm just like y'all gotta stop um and then it does get a little bit long it gets a little bit long in the tooth other than that i think this movie is almost a miracle it's a miracle because it not only kind of turns around the dcu in a way that um it is hopefully getting people to push to bring snyder back which mm-hmm. I'm very excited for. Um, but it also allows us to care so much more for a character like a cyborg, a character like a Flash, which I did a complete 180 on. I, I now see him just as, just as Barry Allen as opposed to seeing a lot of Wally West from the previous version of the movie. So it did justice for every single character. It also gave the, the villain in Steppenwolf motivation to do what he did and he's actually a well-rounded and compelling villain it changed every aspect of this film for me and, and it shined this universe in a new light that i thought was spectacular and i had a great time with this film the four hours again but but i don't even want to complain about that because it's on hbo max i can just pause it and come back to it you know what i mean if this was a theater sure you just pause it so, and that's what Madison and I did going back when I watched the second time, her first time. Oh, you've watched it twice, right? I've watched it twice, yeah. So okay. I was able to, and let me tell you, the the action and the moments and even some of that slow-mo the second time around was just as entertaining. And I could see myself watching this again. And okay. that is how good I think this version of and Justice And I noticed was.
2: you put this in your top favorites on your letterbox as well.
0: Absolutely you, top three. Which top movie did you bump
2: for, for that?
0: Um, i Bumped up uh, or bumped off. Well, I have it at, I think, three or four on the year right now. And on on my DCEU ranked, I put it second place behind Man of Steel. Man of Steel. And, and right. I have them both. Let me tell you, this could be my number one in the DCEU after it's all said and done. That's how much I, I like. I'm feeling movie. the same vibe.
2: Seriously? I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Lindsay. so did, did you and the uh, fam make it through four hours?
3: No, the fam did not. <laughs> No. I was worried Um, about
2: your kids. I was like, I don't know if they're kids. My
3: husband detests everything about Superman. Wow. Superman touches it, it is dead to him. That's how much he just dislikes uh, Superman as a whole. Anyway, so um, I did offer to watch it with him, and he's politely declined. Um, so I I spent my afternoon slash evening. I don't know. I think it kind of rolled into to both because it's so dang long. But, um, man, what a breath of fresh air on this movie. Yeah. Um, I After I watched The Four Hours, I did go back and watch our episode where we originally reviewed it. You were telling me that. And, and we were like, "Oh well, you know, it's not the best, but it's actually okay. It's pretty okay, you know. I, I <laughs> like this and I like that, and you know, they was all happy and pop, you know, even the ratings." Were decent. Actually, you know what? We didn't even rate that We movie. didn't rate we Justice League. We forgot to rate the That day was one movie. of the pop
2: exos wow. we forgot to yeah. rate. Yes. I
3: was like, why? Good. Why did we not rate this movie? So, right. I mean, we all enjoyed it theatrically. In the theater, it was a good mm-hmm. ride. But, you know, once you kind of dissect it and break it down, it was obviously not a well-constructed piece, as we all know today. But yeah. what a night and day difference this has made the character development is so much better the storyline makes so much more sense the action sequences don't feel like they're forced they actually feel natural and i will tell you this right now boys listen (laughs) listen closely because this is going to to knock your socks off i actually liked batfleck in this movie And I am not a Batfleck fan at all. I really don't like him in the role, but I loved Batfleck in this movie. And if you you can sell me on Batfleck, you need to give this movie an award.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He he
2: fills that suit nicely. Ben Affleck does. does.
3: I I mean, he actually had a little bit of personality and he wasn't just a grunting, brooding turd floating around in a cape. He actually (laughs) had some personality and depth to him. And I didn't want to just, you know, scream, go away. I mean, it, he actually had a purpose in the battles other than just being the chauffeur.
2: Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That,
0: but that personality is warranted, though, right? That was one of my sure. issues with the other movie, right? In, in Batman v Superman, he is brooding this, but at least it made sense from yeah. his perspective, right? In the other version of Justice League, it's an automatic, it's a bait and switch. And he's all of a sudden this character. I'm he's like, cocky. Yeah, He's, yeah, he's cocky and he's calling out I, Wonder Woman. In the other version, he gets uh, in an argument with Wonder Woman about Steve Trevor. And I'm like, that's not I, Batman. I did that's not,
3: not Batman. like, I did not like Batfleck at all before. But yeah. like the Snyder cut, they sold me. They yeah. got me. Slow
0: transition into this character. They got me on board with yeah. him.
3: And even, you know, the whole fact that I feel like Alfred is running the show more than him. Oh, I love Alfred. Kind of set me I off a little that. bit. great casting as Alfred. But it was amazing that. to watch him do his thing. It was great.
2: That was awesome. Well, oh, you yeah. you made it through four hours, and
3: I made it, and that's so yes. cool
2: that you that you did that. You 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 weathered. And I did
3: have to take a moment and pause. Yeah, when Aquaman was on the pier, and he was you, whooshing, so I. and I was like, oh, "Swoon." Now okay, what was he doing pause. again? What was he
2: doing again, Lindsay? He
3: was whooshing. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The, the oh, tides rolling over on the pier. And his gorgeous all. locks are flowing, and it's he just you know, it's a rushing. complete sex appeal moment. But that's also, actually I, how sexy. that's actually how
0: they divided up the movie. It's it's every part starts when he takes his shirt off again.
3: Oh, right, you know, because
2: I'm we get, every time he gets out of the water, he's got a shirt, and he takes his shirt off.
3: Yeah. Why? <laughs> I'm okay with this. I know I mean, you
2: are. He's just doing that. All I, they're doing that, Zack Snyder did that, I think, just yeah. for the ladies. That was Thanks, a ladies' Zach. call. I mean, I love it love
3: worked, you. worked for
4: me. So <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm telling you something right now. I was, I was like, oh my God. Zach, I'm, it worked. I'm feeling feelings. A good looking man. I'm questioning yeah. my marriage right now because Justin Momoa is. Good
4: looking man.
2: I mean, hey, no, I
3: mean, you guys got, got a really. cave full of Amazon women to stare at. Why can't I just have one Aquaman man with a shirt off? Come on. Yeah, oh. I'm joining your party.
0: Let me tell you, because he's a good. I mean, he's seriously, but gorgeous. it's not only right. You know, you hire the guy because hey, Henry Cavill's a great-looking guy. These guys this can act, man. Let's give Lindsay the a fan charisma, here. The charisma, <gasps> coming off, off of Climps James Cromwell. He's a beast, man. I mean, he's a yeah. beast of an actor. Yeah, I Mr. Mean,
3: Cavill, actor. though yes. he was a little dead at the time. <laughs> no,
2: no, no pun intended oh there, huh? God. Oh
3: my he's a,
2: gosh, he's a kind of.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, there's, his name but,
0: was Rick A. Mortis yeah <laughs> Hey, hey, and the best part, Henry Cavill did not have that horrible CGI no. number. Dude, in he, in I this loved movie. the Dude, way I they was looking for the CGI Patton. stash. I was like, thank God. And thank God that was all Joss Whedon's. It's just an automatic, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's just automatic, like, oh, is it there? No. It's like, oh, look, we don't have a horrid face. We finally of Henry got to
3: see the black suit. <sighs>
0: Oh, wasn't that! I was cool. so excited you know, about
3: that. We got to see the black suit finally,
0: and and we didn't start out. I think the the work. So watching these two back to back it was hilarious because I actually wrote down everything different. So we start out the Joss Whedon film with this horrible vertically filmed, uh, scene with Superman coming down to this kid's like hello, oh, kid, and then we get Batman on the rooftop, which doesn't make any sense. It's cool to see Batman. the The way this movie starts with the Superman getting stabbed, the yell opening up the mother boxes. Dude, the coolest thing. I mean, what a way. It's gotta be the most epic way to start a superhero movie. I think this is a more epic way than anything Marvel's ever done to start a superhero film. It was it was incredible to see. And and Henry Cavill was just a beast in this film. He was. He owned this.
2: Mike Ippolito, you're hiding behind a graphic again, dude. You need to be up here. Uh
3: come talk to come, us.
4: Come,
2: come and <laughs> Come and join the conversations. Uh, So did you make it through the four hour
1: Justice League? I did. I couldn't do it all in one night. It just uh, I had to break it up, you know, between two (laughs) nights because I just couldn't do it. Um, What what was your what was your takeaways, man? What did you think? uh, Or I like to call it the uh, Snyder cut of cyborg backstory. Yeah, man. Just uh, they could have cut about an hour's worth of this movie out with a lot of unnecessary cyborg stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was just like, you know, the scene where he was with the woman and the child and he gave her the money and the ATM machine. That was like a whole 15 minutes that I don't think was necessary. (laughs) You know, it um, was
3: showing that he was using his stuff for good and not evil, but I could have been. But that wasn't the part
1: where his father
2: was challenging him, though. You have a choice with this ability.
1: Oh, it just felt like it was just too long winded. You know, I mean, I'm sure they could have cut it down some.
2: Now, don't you be a Debbie Downer here, Mike, it, believe no, it. No,
1: no, I'm just, you know, kind of sticking a few <laughs> no, things man. No, you're good. Yeah, be man. honest. But, be you honest, know, man. The way it opened up, I think, was so much better than seeing butt-chin Superman. <laughs> done with <laughs> it's just... Uh, Butt-chin-soups. Yes. Oh and, I mean, Hashtag. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of questions were answered that I had. It just, like the original version, they had to keep it under two hours. So it's just like they crammed so much in without explaining anything. I think Snyder's yeah. version of Steppenwolf was a hundred times better.
4: Oh gosh! Than oh yeah.
1: Was previously, um, I'm, you know, I'm glad we see that he was actually, you know, trying to get back on a good side, a dark side, you know, and it was kind of, you know, I didn't realize until I started watching it that this was rated R. I didn't mm. even realize that. Yeah. You know, and I'm watching it where you see Wonder Woman throw the guy and smashes his head wide open against the wall. Yeah, you know, and a lot of lot of blood and guts type thing, and I'm going, well, that's something you normally don't see. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: especially um, in a DC like you know Justice League, you know, children's gonna be watching this and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, it's
1: something you normally don't see, but I think to me the the highlight for me was the um the Barry Allen scene where he saves Iris from the truck crash.
3: I had a feeling you were gonna start talking to about Barry him. Allen.
1: Uh, between that and uh, the Martha Lois conversation where they were sitting at the table, he says, you know, Lois, you need to come back to the living.
4: Yeah. And then right mm. after that,
1: the Martian Manhunter. I think that was oh. pretty cool. I'm a big oh. Harry Lennox fan. And I thought, yeah he, yeah. Was, yeah, he was really good in that. And, you know, a lot of the other scenes where Wonder Woman puts the arrow in the wall and it opens up and it kind of tells neat. you the whole dark so side cool. story. That was, I think, really well. Was, but obviously, we didn't see no dark side. You know, dark side had nothing to do with the original, so it wouldn't have been you know part of the movie to begin with. But uh, yeah, I think the four hours kind of you know told a lot about you know mm-hmm. answered a lot of questions. Uh, the epilogue at the end was great. You know, yeah, where they see they showed how Lex Luthor got out. Definitely nice to see um, you know Slade Wilson more of a scene to that. Oh, Death true. Definitely enjoyed that. So yep. uh, yeah. So now we're going to see what the next version is going to look like. Um, it's going to be, we... well,
2: according to John Poffenbarger over in the chat room, it's going to be a 45 minute cut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's I'm like high highlighting
2: the chat room here. He's like, he's, he, dude, he is freaking hilarious, John. You are, you're crazy.
1: <laughs> well, coming next is going to be Justice of Gray. Justice Gray. Black and White version. Yes, yes.
2: The, uh, yeah, oh my gosh. You know, that would actually probably look pretty, pretty wicked cool. I would say, in a black they and They see there's extra footage of Joker at the end, so it would probably be more yeah, than four hours. Yeah, talk about
3: that dream sequence. That was wild. The, well, yeah. If you
2: notice, every time Batman Night has it, I, I went and watched Bat v. Superman Ultimate Edition on HBO Max before I watched this, and it is yes. a fantastic film, mind you. A little so bit different than, than the, the, other the, the... Oh, my God, so much yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, definitely a bit different than the, the theatrical cut, but in his dream nightmare sequence as well, he's still in the brown trench coat with the goggles and it's funny, he's having another nightmare sequence, he's in the brown trench coat and the goggles, and yeah. it's almost as if this version, let me just say this, I really need to see this Snyder verse restored. I want to see, even though every fan may not be on board with what Zach is doing with these characters and these IPs, the fact is, I want to see more of what is going on in the future. Why... Yeah. Why is he having these visions? Why is he dressed in this post-apocalyptic world? Mm-hmm. And then Superman's being controlled by—obviously, you know—the Dark Side's whole point of this is to find the anti-life equation, which yeah. is this amazing. Well, it's not amazing. It's this, it's this thing that is innately embedded into the core of Earth, as 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 all the DNA and the species of the world. If he can find that equation, he can control anything on that planet Everything. and in the universe. It's yeah. it's it's a specific thing and that's why Darkseid is devouring all these worlds. If you think of it in terms of of Galactus, you know how Galactus goes around and he devours worlds and he sends the surfer out to be the one. Well, Steppenwolf is kind of like the Silver Surfer in this episode and the Galactus is the one that devours worlds, Dark Side's the one that devours the worlds. But he's doing this to find the anti-life equation. If and when he finds it, he can mm. control everything. And that's what I believe that these dreams that he's having is a part of, is he's trying, and then Superman obviously is being controlled by Dark Side at that point as well in the dream. But it's really interesting. It's, it's, it's very crazy, those dream sequences. But I have to say, the banter between Batman and Joker was probably some yeah. of the best banter I've ever... It was just amazing. Wild. Jared Leto freaking nailed it on that. And you know, so, speaking...
0: Go ahead. So much better than than what we saw. And I know we saw a lot less in Suicide Squad than we should have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he it was it was almost uncomfortable to watch. But I, I think that's how you should feel when you're watching the Joker, right? You should feel uncomfortable, kind of like this dude like is he's about to turn around, stab somebody in the back. And that's what I got, right? Whether yeah. you enjoy watching that or not, I could see how some are like it's too off for me, but the Joker is an off character. He's supposed to make you feel like that. And in this desolate world, in that situation with Batman, uh, that was some wild banter. You know what? Funny enough, you know they weren't even in the same room when they filmed that scene? I uh, believe uh, that. Batman and Joker? Really? They were in two different rooms. So I was impressed with how they put it together.
2: Yeah, That's insane. Yeah. Did you notice, speaking of, of, of new film footage, did you notice the end scene when we're in epilogue of um, Ben Affleck's character, Bruce Wayne, um, talking to Martian Manhunter? Did you notice that was a different visual version yes. of Ben Affleck? Because that was a new version of Ben Affleck? New. It's a little bit. Because you can down tell. A little bit yeah, and older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was all new. Yeah. And you could tell it's like, oh, that was a recut. That was a reshot. Yeah. So, so
3: yeah. um, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. With uh, Joker and Batman doing the truce thing, how do they move forward with their lovely relationship?
2: I don't know. That was a dream sequence of none of it
0: was real. I wanna see that.
3: Or was it?
2: Or
0: was it? Well, I mean
3: I'll say this.
0: I'll say this about the epilogue. Awesome to see. I don't know if it fits within the context of the film. In my eyes, the movie ends when they're all standing there and we get to see them go off and do their own thing. So it's it's almost like this huge post-credit scene mm. that Zack Snyder put in showing what could come from this world. I, I also didn't love Martian Manhunter's dialogue calling himself Martian Manhunter was a little on the nose for me. He goes, "I am he Martian
2: Manhunter." John Hunter. Jones.
0: That's what I told him. Why Jones. didn't you say John Jones? That would have been yes. so much cooler. But yeah. again, I didn't mind it. It was it was still cool to see. Like a little.
2: Easter Remember, John Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He
1: should have said it. Um, he should have said um, it. In, um, <laughs> in his time travel suit at the end, so you kind of kind of to Batman v Superman. We came mm-hmm. through. In time travel. Oh. And I do definitely like the visuals that they use, you know, for the, for the speed force. To, yeah, have seen Much better cool. than what they had before. I had, um,
2: awesome. I had Peter's vibe from X-Men Apocalypse when yeah. he was doing Quicksilver. I had that kind of vibe when he was saving, um, Iris. I guess we, were, mm-hmm. we assume that's Iris West, right?
3: They didn't yes, really. It
1: is. Who it's it is supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but what I assume. the movie. All
2: right. Now asking asking everybody here already. I have a question, and this may have been yeah. answered in the movie. The scene from Batman versus Superman, and he talks about it uh, at his desk. He said, "I saw Barry Gordon come through the time portal, and he was saying it's all about Lois. It's all about Lois." Mm-hmm. Now we know that Lois was the one that brought Superman's mind back, but there was kind of a an. an, an a nod or an insinuation there that that's not exactly what it, what does it mean? What is that? What did I even get that? Because that was mentioned in Batman you. versus Superman brought up again in justice league. What does that mean?
0: Uh, for me, it's, it's Batman lets Lois die. When Lois dies, that sets him off. That sets Superman, Superman off on the dark path. Yeah. So Lois dies. Also, Zack Snyder confirmed that Lois Lane is yeah. pregnant. So Superman loses a child and his wife in the process. Um so he goes crazy and joins dark side to take over the world.
1: That's the impression I got. Because I okay. see the skeleton that he was holding, you know, when yeah. Dark came behind him. I was I had imagined that was Lois. Wow. Me too. Okay. Well and when yeah. it-
3: when they were uh, in I one of the scenes part. where Lois is waking up in bed and she reaches over. and In the, the drawer is a pregnancy and test. And yeah. she rolls over and gets that out of the. Yeah, there's the pregnancy test there in the drawer. That's right there. Yep. Foreshadowing, if not already happening yeah. moments. You of know, I, what's to come.
2: I, I really would love to see. And I'm I am hoping that the success of this film will allow Warner Brothers Frickin' one of others to cur- come on, to fulfill this entire Snyderverse to let you know Man of Steel 2 come out, Justice League 2. I want to see this to the fruition, and I'm kind of getting what is that? Um, what is that Mortal Kombat game that uh, Netherrealm Studios make made? It's um, a DC uh shoot yeah Marvel the, versus where they DC. take on each other yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of like that a post-apocalyptic vibe that i was getting from that it's like i yes. mean Zack snyder might me pulling a little bit from the, the the video game here a little bit because yeah. superman is the villain he has his oh injustice
0: own. it's got some injustice in it too. injustice uh, is the name yes dc's yes.
2: injustice thank you so much oh my
0: gosh So how, much,
2: how in the world yeah. did i forget that i own both games in there <laughs> but i'm you know there's so much i'm talking about here right now but it kind of feels like a little bit of the injustice storyline bleeding over into mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League with the post-apocalyptic stuff. But personally I'm on board. I wouldn't really love to see Zack Snyder have an opportunity to do what the Russo's brothers did and feel the, the 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 whole legacy. Go ahead, Lindsay.
3: Hopefully the reception of the snacks the, the snack Snyder. The mm-hmm. Zack Snyder cut <laughs> from the fans i know that this was a fan demand that they did fulfill um hopefully the reaction to this version encourages them to move forward as a I studio agree. seeing that okay this is what the people want and i know that it's going to make us more money if you don't make mm-hmm. crap films <laughs> all this other stuff this is what they want to see so hopefully they take a note from that and move forward with well, the rest some- of the
1: Talk about that Zack Snyder did release the story for Justice League two and three because it was under the impression that they would never be released. So mm-hmm. he just went ahead and released the story. Whether yeah. that changes, that's a possibility. But it was released under the impression that these would never be made. So he just released the story
2: as is. You know, for
1: people to see what could have been.
2: Could have. been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I hope that the fan outcry out, you know, seriously, the fan outcry got this film made in the first place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Fans are more powerful than Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
2: And they are. It took three years in the making to get this done. And guess what? It happened. And now we have the it the happens. fulfillment of his legacy. And all that seventy percent of footage that he shot where Joss Whedon only used about thirty five percent, uh all that <laughs> fulfillment and you know this movie was so one of the sad. things I really loved about it too was the chapters. And I love the fact that yeah. it's on HBO Max, so Zack Snyder could go 3 or 4 hours whatever he wanted to. He could he could tell his story to fruition. That was amazing.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: so I enjoyed the chapters and and each dive into each hero's um kind of coming into their own in terms of this this union of the heroes, this Justice League. And uh, I enjoyed it. I loved the Aquaman backstory. There were so many added scenes there that I was like, oh, my God, that's new. That's new. That's new. And I just picked it up immediately. All the new stuff. It was great for me. Is there anything that we're missing here? Is there anything that's. Um, I, that
3: I have a question. Yeah. I know that I know that this was just kind of from his vision. But do you feel like. You could have leaned it down a little bit, maybe even took an hour of content out of it and it would still carry the same weight. I
2: kind of think that honestly...
3: Trim the fat per se.
2: You know what? We wanted it for so long Is it really needed to even trim it.
3: Oh, I don't feel like it's necessary at all. I was just curious. No. Because, I mean, three hours, a lot of people are used to kind of doing that for epic films, but four hours is a big dedication.
0: The thing that comes to mind for me are a few things that maybe were unnecessary, right? We have the Uh, I think the scene where Aquaman goes back in the water and we get the singing. Now, I understand why he does that. Again, it's like this epic, you know, falling back to ancient times. I think moments like that could have been trimmed a little bit. But again, you know, if you break it up into this episodic thing on HBO Max, it really doesn't bother me all that much, right? Right. A lot of slow-mo, I think, honestly, the slow-mo takes that runtime and prolongs it too because that's just Snyder's style and flair. But then again, it's like we're missing out on some sweet visuals if we take that out. So yeah. I don't mind. I really don't mind. I mean, The Irishman was three and a half, Avengers Endgame was 305, you know, and this is a lot longer. But if you really go by the chapters and watch it episodically, and I think HBO Max would be smart to maybe give us that option to watch it episodically uh, eventually, I don't think this is going to bother. Now, it will get, it'll bother you getting into the movie, but once you're there, um,
1: I, I think it's uh it's not going to be a huge negative down the line. And, what I was getting yeah. at with Cyborg. I mean, I, I, it didn't take a whole lot away from it for me. I mean, I just I think that you know it, it just dragged dragged on too much. You know, yeah. I think that some stuff. You know, that's you know that's why I'm not a movie editor or anything like that because yeah. you know it just you know they, he wanted that. If that's what his vision was, then so be it. You know, but there are some things that you know, that could have been eliminated or slimmed down. And, you know, like what I was getting at with the with the whole ATM thing, I'm sure they could have shrunk that down a little bit, you know, but it didn't take a whole lot, you know, away. I mean, I still enjoyed it as a whole, you know.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the questions I got um, very early on about this movie is like, why in the world did he choose four by three?
3: Oh, now, I was taken back to old. Well,
2: let me, let me answer that, that question for you. you. The cameras that they use to film this are actually... Yeah. In a four by three segment, and they actually crop the top and the bottom bar to give you the sixteen by nine. So to preserve every part of the, the a- camera angles that was shot, you're getting the yeah. full resolution of the video. You're getting yes. everything because it's it's weird how they do sixteen by nine because sixteen by nine, there's so many different aspect ratios. If you go back and watch Marvel movies, some of them are the bar on the bottom and top are different sizes, different ratios. Yep. I think even Endgame game is in a different ratio than, than winter soldier and civil war. It's really weird how they do it, especially if they're using different cameras like IMAX and, and then all this. But the cameras that they use for justice league did shoot in that in a very high res. I don't think it was like eight K or some kind of ridiculous resolution, mm-hmm. but then they go back and they crop the middle part and that's your 16 by nine. And, um, I really have to respect him because he didn't want any part. He didn't want none of that cropping. He's like, I'm I want it to be intact. And I'm kind of glad he did because honestly, watching this on 4K resolution at 120 frames a second was freaking astonishing. And uh, I'm kind of glad he kept it all in, intact and didn't crop it just to fit a standard medium, you know. So
1: It took a few minutes to get used to, but I didn't, after like maybe five minutes, I didn't. Decided- pay attention yeah, yeah. There was a disclaimer at the beginning that said it was shot that way to keep his true vision i don't,
2: yeah. know, it- I don't know if there was a disclaimer there was there.
3: there was some kind of message that flashed up but it was something about this is four by three ratio blah 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 yeah. i didn't really pause to read the whole good. thing
2: yeah so. well i think we're we're about done on terms of of justice league i, I think that you know it, it speaks for itself if you're not if 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 Hopefully, you've seen it by this point. If you've not, hello, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, mm-hmm. But um, go back and watch it again and enjoy it for what it is. And and, and like Austin had suggested, enjoy it episodically. You know, yeah. maybe watch chapter yeah. one one day and come back and refresh. Watch chapter two. And you can make this, mm-hmm. you can expand this out over a week if you wanted to, uh, technically. But um, I think that we, we've we said all we want to say about Justice League. I think it was a phenomenal move. Is it better than Joss Whedon's? Oh, my God, yes. Um, and I'm so glad that Zack Snyder finally got to use all the footage that he originally shot for this film and was intended for this film. And uh, it was just really gratifying to see all that new footage coming in through the scenes as the movie was progressing because I could pick it out immediately. Um, Austin, Austin, Lindsay, Mike, do you guys have any closing thoughts or anything on Justice League?
1: I just want to throw out something real quick. Um, there's a, I guess I found out about it after the fact there was a Spider-Man Easter egg thrown in there. Ben Parker. Ah, ben ben Parker is on the wall. Yeah. Ben Parker, his yeah. name is on the wall behind Flash. Yeah. Throwing that fight scene.
2: There sure is. Know. If you pause it at the right point, you will see Ben Parker. Yeah. So, I, I think I saw a, a meme on the internet. Toby McGuire was doing the cry meme. And it was like Ben Parker. <laughs> yeah. So that's so good. Well, let's officially rate Zack Snyder's Justice League, shall we? Let's give okay. our full rating. Austin, what are you going with? Out of uh, what? Do your normal rating, however, how you do it.
0: Yeah, I, um, you know, first time around, I went an eight point two. I wanted to see how it resonated and, and if the runtime really got to me. I'm, I'm going to up it just a little bit. I'm going to go an eight point four. Uh, for this film because how I grade things, I have different categories and one of those is whether or not it resonates with me uh, and I, I actually put that up by two points because it hit me just as hard the second time around and I actually noticed more that I liked right? The, the things that stuck out that I didn't love as much, they're still there right? But everything else um, this is one of the coolest superhero movies I've seen in a while and I'm really glad it's on HBO Max mm-hmm. Badges?
3: Ah uh-
1: I'll
3: stick
1: it at an eight. Eight. Yeah, oh, that's good. This is a solid awesome. good watch. Nice, yeah. Mike. Um, I'm gonna go with an eight point five. I thought it was considerably better than what we were originally given in the theater, and no. uh, yeah, you know, it answered a lot of questions that I had, opposed to just being everything thrown together in a big hodgepodge pile. At least it explained a lot of stuff. Right. So, right. but, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, I know that there will be a home release of it. You're supposed to see that in the U S here in around May. Yes. Oh so, yes. Um, really? Yeah. And it's supposed to be on a, uh, a BD 100, which is a triple layer Blu-ray where they can put all four hours on one disc. What? Uh, supposedly the speculation Jeez. is one disc will have the full, the version we saw on HBO max, the second disc will be the black and white Justice one. and Gray, uh, Justice's Gray black and white edition, and then oh. two additional discs with all bonus footage. My and, gosh. Um, that should be you know a heavy. Are danger. they
2: doing a still book release on that?
1: Uh maybe. Okay.
2: Well, I may have to deep dive. I may I mean, even though I can watch it for free on HBO Max, I may have to add that one to the arsenal just yeah, to have man. it to the arsenal. Yes. Well, we have we have 8.48 Mike, I'm gonna actually ditto your score. I wanna go eight point nice. five as well.
0: Nice.
2: I uh I was elated. And when that black and white Superman outfit came flying through, I'm like, holy nineteen ninety-four Superman, we finally freaking have the black suit. And you know, it's really weird. I was I was going through uh there's a local uh artist here in town and He's a he's a Superman entre I don't want to say entrepreneur, that's not the right word. He's a Superman um fanatic. Aficionado. Aficionado, thank you. Mm. And he was saying on his Facebook post today, I was like, I don't like the black suit. And I was like, have you not read the comics? <laughs> mm. I'm like, wow. seriously. And this he's an older gentleman and you know, he's more traditional. He's more into the you know, the Christopher Reeve uh Superman of of, of that that era. And it, I'm just like, dude. Where where were you at between ninety four and ninety six when Superman was rocking the long hair and the black outfit? I mean, that's
0: I wanted the long I wanted him to go all out. Give me the long hair. Give me a big grizzly beard, hair too. dude. Come on, let's go. But I love what we got still.
2: Yeah, Alex Lopez over in the room says he's giving it an eight point seven out of ten. Hey, if you're yes. watching this oh on our live stream on our YouTube channel, or you have uh, downloaded this to your device and you're listening to the podcast version of this. Let us know. Give us a comment back at popxcast at gmail.com or whatever, and let us know what you rated the Snyder Cut. Yeah, and with all okay. of that said, man, look at that, Lindsay Badger, within five minutes, did I tell you?
3: You nailed it, dude. You know how did to do not, these runtimes, right? Did bro. I
2: not tell you? But uh, it was a it was a little bit of a, uh, we're going to go over now because I'm rambling again, but um, <laughs> uh, we were like debating, was, like, how long is this going to go? Because we've got three movies to talk about tonight. Well, technically, two movies and a television show, but still. But uh, it's really awesome. This has been a great podcast. There's been a lot of good commentary. Austenberg, thank you so much for joining, man. Of it's been fantastic, and uh, we're going to wrap things up here as we always do. Um, Austin, do you want to take us out, dude?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, um, I sorry, <laughs> I got a phone yeah. call right right yeah, in the I middle would. of. Uh, in the middle of you talking, my brother called me, so sorry. it kind of messed okay. with myself. Well you can actually can myself, answer the but...
2: answer the phone call if you want and you can like just feel...
0: be like hey You'd be like, what's going what man? What's up, Josh?
3: Hey bro, sorry, let's bro. Uh, close out the We're show gonna... with me here. How's no your...
0: super smash bros. How's so... that ear rape career going for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, he the a great YouTube career guy. We'll he does. Almost he's, at 100K. He's so a, a sexist. We are part of, uh, we're part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse. Uh, for more great media content, artwork, and more, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Creative Multiverse. If you guys are a creative, you produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it and would like for you to share it with us in the multiverse. And you guys can find me, Austin Burke, on YouTube. At the Birkinator on Twitter and Instagram and on Letterboxd, where I know Joseph, um, you're, you're on there as well, man. So Dude, uh, I'm logging, we're logging I'm, movies every day. I,
2: I'm seriously, I'm I'm literally watching every night before I go to bed, I will watch one retro film every oh, night and I will awesome. log it. And so nice. yeah. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Yeah,
2: baby. That's so cool. That's
3: how Get we it. getting the movies done.
2: Lindsay Badger.
3: Yeah. Yes. Well, that's me. Lindsay Badger. Her. Find me everywhere. L R Badger. <laughs> on the internet. Um, if you want to connect with Pop X Cast, though, uh, we are on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Pinterest everywhere at Xcast. If you want to go old school and send your comments and suggestions to us via email, we do have one of those at PopXCast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And for future and past shows, make sure you go to our website, www.popxcast.com.
2: That is awesome. And man, we've had a great show tonight and uh, I'm telling you, this has been fantastic. I'm Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke arts all over the web. It's not too hard to find me. And of course, hats off always to amazing team pop X, Lindsay Badger, Mike Ippolito and Austin Burke, my cousin. Hey, can I, can I follow
0: up real quick? Josh just texted me and said, I was wondering if I could watch your HBO max. I'm dying to see justice league tonight. How Whoa. crazy is that? We were so you, just you gotta talking give him your login, about bro. It, you so gotta, gotta, gotta I gotta give my bro my login. You got to. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And give him some love for me too. You know, you know inappropriate love. Oh, man. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> and uh
2: we'll be back on episode 119 in two weeks from now as we will be dropping Godzilla versus Kong, which is also going to be on HBO Max. So we will talk the battle of the giant beasts as well as Reviewing on the retro a rewind one of Austin's favorite 80s movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Are you excited to talk, Ferris?
0: I'm going to wear all my shirts <laughs> and my pop figure, my Ferris Bueller. Oh, I'm so excited. Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> Fry. Godzilla!
2: So much goodness, dude. I'm telling you. All right, guys, we are out of here. I'm going to let my buddy, Mr. Boomer Galassi in Chicago, take us out on the outro. We'll see you in two weeks as we talk all things big lizards and big monkeys. That's right. It's Godzilla versus Kong and Ferris Bueller's day off. We'll see you next time. Take care. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pop X Cast. As you're enjoying listening or viewing our shows, please consider clicking on the subscribe button to our feed and click the get notifications buttons so you don't miss out on great future content. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast and on Instagram at popxcast. And be sure to drop us an email anytime at popxcast at gmail.com. For more great content, check out the Creative Multiverse where science, art, and imagination come together with artistic talents. The Creative Multiverse can be found on Facebook groups under the same name. We'll see you next
4: time. Get your geek on.